is happening, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck Livingston, reporting live from the booming metropolis of northeast Arkansas on a very chilly, chilly afternoon, but it's warm in my heart. If you're listening to the show, I assume you know why. First time I'm going to introduce my cohort, Bars and Crime. Hello. I'm joined, as always, by Logan Livingston. What's up, everybody? And also, Colby Yarbrough. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I just got a text. Everybody texted me and said they're good, and they feel <laughs> a lot better today after last night. Obviously, if you're listening to the show, you probably watched a uh, football contest between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the LSU Tigers last night. You probably don't need to listen to our show to know that Arkansas won 17 to nothing, snapping a, uh, a SEC losing streak that has lasted since I think it was 2001. I think uh, <laughs> it feels like 1977. It feels like Lou Holtz won the last SEC game uh, for Arkansas. Um, I, obviously, I know Lou Holtz coaching the Southwest Conference haters. Just Stay away from your email buttons. I, I, I'm well aware. I know more Razorback history than you do. I'm fairly certain. Uh, anyway, got to be a huge uh, – just just a weight off the shoulder of everybody, but especially head coach Brett Bielema. You, know, you think about what the guy's been through since he's been here. Uh, the game itself was nothing. It was not uh, any sort of a thing of beauty. I think it was actually kind of ugly, but I think it's the sort of game that – um, anybody can appreciate once you haven't won a game since SEC game since October 2012. Logan, what did you take away from the ball game last night? I mean, we got a win, y'all. Uh, first SEC win for Bielema was huge. I mean, and to do it the way we did it, I mean, we, we pretty much dominated them, especially on defense. They they couldn't do anything. They only had 130 yards of total offense. Something like that. It's not it's not good uh, for them. Um, Trey Flowers, it, was, it felt real good to get him a win. I mean, you could tell how emotional he was after the game, hugging Bielema and Holding the boot up. I mean, it felt great. I mean, we did we did what we had to do. Finally, uh, I was really worried there. I know you were too, Chuck. We were up 10-0 for the longest time. Oh yeah. It just felt like it was about to happen again, just like it did against State, just like it did against Bama. But luckily, we held on. Defense held tough, and offense did what they had to do. I actually predicted that. I, I was I was at a birthday party, and we had it on there, and I said, uh, it was 10 nothing for. I feel like it was 10 nothing for three years. And I was just like, I was like, the, the more, and they even put a drive together, as I recall, and like they got over midfield, and I was just like. They're going to score twice. We're going to lose this game 14 to 10 you know, against the limit. Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we were in the group me, actually, and uh, Matt Bashir's actually kept talking about how 10 would be enough to win the game, and I was like, there's no way. You're crazy. Like, there's no way. Because he's Satan. Yeah. Because no, he is Satan. I mean, Les Miles, he finds ways to score points. I mean, I know their offense was anemic all night, but I just kept waiting. I know they took a they took a deep shot uh, in the fourth quarter, and I, I was just assuming that they were going to score a touchdown there. Like, he threw right. it, like, 60 yards in the air. I was like, that's a touchdown. But we actually broke the play up for once. I mean, Credit to Rob Smith and that defense, the whole defensive staff. They did a great job. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know who Rob Smith is. Uh, who's Rob Smith? I don't. Let's not talk about Rob Smith. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Colby, uh, changing the subject. Colby, what did you think about the game? How did you feel? I mean, just awesome. First of all, before we get the Razorbacks, it's been a good weekend because Notre Dame and Auburn lost. First of all, so. <laughs> and then the Razorbacks won. LSU lost. So three of my least favorite teams lost, and then the oh, Razorbacks wait, let, won. Let me just let me just interject real quick. I uh. People really love Colby's hate hatred of other teams. They love him talk like that. I got two comments this week from people at work and around town that uh, that listen to the have listened to the show, or given it a shot, driving somewhere, and they said uh, they said I like the one guy who hates Auburn because I hate Gus too. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I was like, again, I, I don't mind Co- Coach Malzahn, but they were like, I hate Gus too. He tells it like it is. I like I like old. They called him Calby, but I was like, no, it's Colby. But yeah, all right. Calby Calby. Yeah. Calby Calby. There it is. So anyway, so 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 they like uh they like Colby hating and going to war on other teams. But anyway, go ahead, Colby. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I you're did, fine. But I, I didn't want to. 
And, and I mean, the only thing would have made it better if Florida State would have lost. I mean, it'd been just a perfect weekend for uh, me, anyways. But yeah, I mean, Arkansas, uh, both sides, they came uh, with an awesome game plan offensively and defensively. Uh, uh, can't give enough credit to Rob Smith and the defense as a whole. And I mean, they just dominated LSU, especially on the line of scrimmage. And again, I think last night's game sort of. If there's anybody around the country who who doesn't believe in the strength of the SEC West as a division and at large, uh, I don't. I think last night's the, the last two weeks have been the perfect example. You look at LSU last week. Now they've lost both games. LSU's lost both games, but I, I mean they look like Arkansas to me. You know the, the, their defense kept them in a ball game last night. Defense kept them in a ball game against Alabama until the very end. Uh, I mean, literally. I mean, with the exception of a handful of games. All of these SEC West games are decided by four or five snaps one way or the other, so one team making a play over the other one. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, again, this isn't sour grapes or anything like that, but uh, if you think about it, Ole Miss-Alabama was a great game. Alabama-Mississippi State was a great game. Arkansas-Alabama was a great game. Arkansas-Texas A&M. Every week there's at least two classic games, and uh, some of it has to do with the talent being about level all the way across the board, and some of it has to do with arguably what would you say – would you say seven of the top 25 coaches in America being in this same division? Yeah, most definitely. All the coaches in the West were top-notch. Um, it's just tough league, man. The talent level, the coach level, everything is just out of control right now. Like you said, every game in the West was decided by very few point differential. Five to six snaps, easy. I mean, if, if three plays are different, then, you know. Maybe... Yeah, Arkansas is a couple snaps away from being having two more wins than they got right now. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, again, it's just great theater everywhere. Even last night, 17 nothing, sort of misleading because LSU's defense was – they played about as well as Arkansas did. Just, you know, I think we just wanted it more. And it, just we, made we're some sick, more plays. Just made a few more plays. Again, two more plays. You know, if it weren't for those plays, maybe we lose that game 10-7 like they did Ole Miss. And I'm going to tell you something. I can see this week's game um, this week's game going the same way when Ole Miss comes a-calling. You know, but um, as far as the – just the, the losing streak at large. I think of some of the teams that have beaten, you know, I mean, some teams have beaten us even three times over the, you know, um, Texas A&M had beaten us three times uh, over the course of the losing streak. Alabama's been no stranger to beating up on us over the years. You know, it's just, um, I, I was actually at the last SEC game, Kentucky, and it was a rainy night and it was crazy. And it's just, uh, I, I remember that night I was like, man, like, I, you know, uh, if you had told me that night that we wouldn't win another SEC game for two years, I would have thought you were crazy. But that gummit had happened, and seven hundred and thirty something days, I think. Two years is a long time to go without winning an SEC game. And again, I understand the strength of that league. Uh, certainly, I do, and uh, I can appreciate that. I think we all can. By the same token, it's a long time, and I hope to never see it again. I hope I'm, I hope I'm dead and gone by the time we lose every SEC game or every conference game for the next two years. Uh, so, again, as far as that goes, you know, and anytime you can beat a ranked opponent at home on national TV in a night game and especially a shutout, I mean, that man, that's rewarding. Like, you know, I, I'm just so happy for the guys in the locker room. I'm happy for Burt. I'm happy for Rob Smith. I'm happy for everybody but Jim Chaney. I'm still <laughs> mad at Jim Chaney. But, you know, but even he was all right last night. with. It. Well, I don't know. I was calling for his like, – <laughs> never mind. Uh, you know what? Today's not the day – to, to, to throw shade at, at Coach Cheney, you know what, Cheney, you even did all right last night too. You didn't get us beat, However, which is something I haven't, which is something I haven't been able to say every game <laughs> this year. So you know what, Jim, have you a cold one tonight too, man? You deserved it. I will say this: I know Colby hates uh, Auburn Tigers a lot, but uh, if they run Malzahn off after losing a couple of games, he can come be our, our offensive coordinator anytime. I'll, I'll just go. Oh, absolutely. I'm just gonna throw that one out I, there. I would take it. 
Absolutely. You know, it, I'm starting to wonder if he can cut it as a head coach and, you know, and I mean, <laughs> may, maybe they go the Muschamp route next year if they, you know, and man, I just, you know. Uh, Auburn, I please run see- him off. <laughs> Yeah, Auburn, man, Auburn, you can do so much better. Dear, dear Lord, like, you know, do you remember the, the Chiswick days when you're winning national championships? Hey, Gene's available. Is it, isn't he on SEC Network now? Yeah, yeah, Gene's not doing a whole lot. He could probably come back and win you another title or whatever he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Gene, no, I remember that. I mean, I, I don't even know what Gus was doing. Uh, he certainly wasn't on staff at that time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? You should get Gene Chiswick back. Look, everybody's got their differences, Auburn, but, you know, Chiswick's sitting there with a championship ring. What has Gus ever won you? I mean, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while you're at it, maybe you can convince Cam Newton to come back to school. You know, it's there always it a good thing for for adults to further their education, and um, you know, you might even be able to top what the Panthers are paying them. I don't. Oh, I mean, <laughs> what did I say? It's crazy. They're over the salary cap already, Chuck. Come on. On a uh, on another note, or I mean, basically the same note, but like I've always kind of thought that like you know people kind of think Rex too much to like a coach's first year. You see, uh, Lee or uh, Lee Coker or Larry Coker at Miami and. And uh, what's his name? It's about to get fired in Michigan. That come in and have, you know BCS bows their first years and Gus Malzahn. I'm always just kind of nervous and uh, watching a coach's first year and people react and say, "Man, they're going to just do big things. They're they're not going to be you know good." That's like I'm giving uh, Bielema you know about three years to kind of uh, make my judgment or see improvement. I mean, I've seen improvement. Kind of same thing with Bobby Petrino when he came in. You know, his first year wasn't very good, but and then the second year seen improvement even more in 2010 and. And that's, I think, the third year is when you, when you really start or judging a coach. Yeah, you don't want to peak in year one. That's never a good yeah. thing. I know Nut Nut did that. You Houston Nut was was prime time peaking. He didn't exactly. get he didn't get back to what 2006. You know, from 98. That, I don't know why I forgot that example, but I mean, I'm not. I think Malzahn's a good coach, but you know, he might. It's looking like he might go eight and four this year, and I think that team's probably better than it was last year, talent wise. Mm-hmm. That was certainly what we all thought, and, yet, and then you even look back at some of the miracle finishes they had in uh, 2013. Uh, not taking anything away from them, I mean, there's a certain amount of luck and randomness involved in all of this, but you know, you talk about Georgia game last year. Georgia led that game. It was fourth and 18, and Marshall just throws it up downfield and it bounces off a pair of Georgia defensive backs right to a kid. They beat Alabama after they, they you know, Saban pleads and begs for a, a field goal opportunity with a second left and they return it like that. Again, they made those plays and hats off to them. But again, just talking about the SEC West at large, when you've got games like that, when they're so close and every, I mean, it wouldn't have been unfathomable for Auburn to go nine and three last year, which is a solid first year by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not talking about Malzahn the Great. If they go nine and three, you're talking about okay, Gus is a good coach. But then if he slumps to eight and four, now you're looking like oh dear, dear Lord, like what are we doing? And now, you know, next year you don't know. I mean, the SEC West isn't going anywhere. I mean, what if, you know, what if they, Arkansas catches them in Fayetteville, and what if Alabama pounds them, and now they're seven and five, and now Gus's star is you know sank, and now he's the offensive coordinator for Arkansas. I mean, sorry, I woke up, I was having a, <laughs> I was having one hell of a dream. Well, the, main but, thing, uh, the main thing is you want to keep getting better. That's like what your goal sure. needs to be. Uh, you don't want to peak, like I said earlier, and I think Bert's going to do that. He's already improved from year one to year two. Um, yeah, and if we get one more win, we're on pace with the Bobby Petrino rebuild that he did after the Nut era. So um again and, and again bobby you know and if you think about bobby he, he really lucked out by you know ryan mallet deciding to come home and mm-hmm. you know the the receivers now you know now bert is i keep calling it no i said there's no more bert now that now he's won an sec game he's brett i'm just gonna call him brett uh it's just a force of habit uh he's he's working on his own in-state class but um again it's a year ahead of you know there wasn't a five-star quarterback waiting on him we're still rolling the brand now and you know ty story's great but he won't be here until next year and i doubt he contributes next year so, 
Brett's really making it work with, you know, a few of his recruits and some guys that were left over and just uh, – He's also playing they're, they're, a much different SEC as well. Like the West is mm. as stacked as it's ever been right now. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I mean, if he goes six and six this year, I think it's just as impressive as uh, uh, Petrino going seven and five his second year without a Ryan Mallet type at quarterback. And I mean, that's a winner too right there. And I mean, and he could have won part or uh, Bill McCarty could have won seven or eight if uh, ball bounces right against Alabama or um, mm-hmm. Texas A and M. He got this. Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean NFL starting quarterback Ryan Mallet? Uh, that won today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that later, Hawk, <laughs> Hawk listeners. Just hang in there. Yeah, he got the thing about uh, Brett as well. Um, he got his in-state class a year later or two years later, I guess, than Petrino. Um, this That's true. This nice uh, in-state class that he's got coming in is allegedly going to be hopefully equate to the same amount of wins as that uh, first class that Petrino had. We got the same kind of weapons with KJ Hill and Greg coming in, so hopefully, hopefully that leads to Ty some Story. more victories. Ty Story as well, yeah, that, that's going to be a huge C.J. quarter. Grady, yep, CJ Grady. Story's going to be a huge upgrade when he finally gets to play. He won't be playing next yep. year, but in two years he'll be hopefully good to go. Yeah, you know, if you can redshirt him and you roll, I mean, Brandon should improve, you know, if not a lot, you know, he should improve going into his senior year and he'll If nothing have else, he'll have more weapons belt. too. Right, you know, so again, you know, say what you want about Brandon Allen, but, it, you know, he, he's not going to get worse, Nick, I wouldn't think. And then, you know, you'll still have Alex Collins, you'll still have, you know, maybe Jonathan Williams, depends on what he decides to do. And again, the weapons, you just can't, you can't even even imagine the weapon. I mean, the weapon, is, it's going to be completely different. I mean, instead of Keon Hatcher or Bust, you're going to have, Hunter Henry, you know, I mean, AJ Derby will be gone, but you got Will um, Greg coming in. Well, yeah, so I mean, you know, maybe you're upgrade, you know, you maybe you don't upgrade immediately, but his the athleticism's there. So me um, and uh, uh, Logan were talking earlier, and it um, at receiver we should have three guys coming in that probably start next year. Our top three receivers, at least three out of four top receivers coming in next year that didn't play this year: JoJo Robinson, uh, KJ Hill, and if Dominique uh, Reed takes care of business, that's. He'll probably start next year too. So that's three, you know, upgraded receivers going to be significant next year. And Brian Absolutely. Allen, like you said, is going to improve. I'm sure he'll look a lot better too and got more weapons. Right. I mean, it's not going to hurt him. I mean, th- that's not going to hurt him at all. Oh, yeah. Um, it said a lot about our receivers though last night. We were taking deep shots into double coverage with Hunter Henry, like on a fly pattern. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, that's what you've got. I mean, you that's know, your weapon. You got to go to him. Yeah. We went to him a couple times, though. And I mean, I like I like that play calling style. Me and Colby talked about it uh, earlier today. It was like, you know, if you got these tight end weapons, you might as well use them. And I feel like Cheney really hasn't abused them as much as he needed to. And he did last night. I mean, he went after him. We were throwing to the tight ends like every possession. I, I thought Cheney came in with a good game plan that he hasn't had all year. Um, first of all, he gave Brandon Allen some easy passes with uh, the tight ends in the flat. We've seen some screen passes. I think kind of built his confidence up and. Uh, reutilizes the tight ends and uh, Brandon Allen made some good throws and uh, some third down situations that he hasn't made all year. I know um, that one driver Skipper got the uh, the personal foul. Personal foul We're yeah. sitting there second twenty two uh, in LSU territory and uh, our, our our territory. And uh, who would have thought we had converted that? And we did two straight passes and we got a first down. And, and LSU's no there's no slack at pass defense are actually the number one in the best conference in the league at pass defense and Brandon Allen I mean he didn't put up great or crazy numbers but he made plays when he had to and that's something he's done all year and uh hats off to him absolutely you know I mean the, the stats weren't overwhelming but he looked he looked different I mean and even last night you know he hung in there and you know again just made some throws like you said moved the chains and LSU's not going to give up a lot they're a very good defense and um Yes, of course, that, their offense is holding the back. Yeah, they, they, again, they look a lot like Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's I think, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just, go. 
yeah. Yeah, stats, stats aside, I mean, like, the main thing that he needs to do at quarterback, he doesn't need to throw for 300 yards a game. He just needs to move the chains, and that's what he did when we needed him to. Like like Colby said with that, we were it was like second 22. That's stuff that normally we already give up. You know what I mean? I, I was already assuming that we were not going to get that. I was getting ready to punt. But, I mean, he came through with two big passes and made, moved the chains, and that's all we really need him to do. And like I was saying about Cheney, I mean, that's something I think with Brandon Allen, I think you just have to give him some easy passes to build his confidence up because um, usually he starts out, you know, with some, I mean, tough passes with the receivers just can't get open. Exactly. And the receivers just can't can't get the spacing. uh, And Brandon Allen has to throw like a perfect pass, but he gave him the short passes early on uh, in the flats. And, uh, you know, it worked out pretty well. And uh, hopefully he continues that uh, throughout the season. And uh, uh, speaking of that, adversity getting over from that uh, second and 22 I mean that's something this team hasn't done all year and two times that I can think of top of my head I may not have ever faced adversity throughout the game but two that really stick out of my head was that that player out there that it, or possession they didn't score but it really changed the field position and I think that was just huge and then um, that one play where uh, uh, Rohan Gaines got thrown out um, you know we had there's a third down we stopped mm-hmm. him and he you know helmet to helmet and uh, the defense stood tall there and uh, shut, you know, forced them to field go. And when you put pressure on them, you put that in their hands, and they didn't uh, convert the field go. Yeah, I didn't really like that call. I mean, I feel like, I mean, well, I mean, we, we've all said, you know, we've all noticed Rohan Gaines, what he, but I, I didn't like uh, him getting ejected for that. I thought that it's kind of know, reaction, kind of reaction. You know, you're diving in. Of course, you got to protect your players, and I understand that, and I think that's a great thing. But I feel like you're. You're, you know, you got two guys, two very fast athletes running around the middle of a field. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I guess technically, I don't think he, he was tar- – I don't think he was trying to hit the man in the head, though, is the thing. Like I, You know, and again, they upheld it on replay, and I understand that. But I just – I felt like that was a reactionary – I think uh, I think you can penalize the guy, like give him a flag. Yes, but I don't think you need to – Yeah, without kicking the guy out, though. That was not – that was not one of those brutal, like, he went straight head first into the guy mm-hmm. trying to decapitate him. It was just a normal hit, really. It was um, a collision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy kind of fell after the after trying to catch the ball, and it just happened to fall right to where he was going to angle right at the head. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he should have got ejected. But. And a lot of times when you're running that fast and something happens, you're trying to hold up. I mean, to protect yourself, you're going to – I mean, it's, pr- it's pretty dangerous, but you put your head down. I mean, it's the first reaction you have. It just happens so fast, and, and these kids are, you know – flying up down running yeah. you know four or fives i mean it just i mean stuff happens so fast and even t- just like the uh, uh braylon mitchell thing his wasn't intentionally either it just kind of a bang bang play and just happens that way so that's what rules I'm saying. Rules. yeah i mean like i said i understand you know i i would have hoped that when they looked at it they would see that oh okay you know it I'm with Logan. Yeah, if you want to penalize it, that's fine because you have to be aware of where you are. And that, obviously, you hate to see him extend a drive like that. But man, get ejecting a kid for because he didn't do it on purpose. He's just trying to make a play. Well, why can he not make a play on the ball? You know, like I hate it, I hate it especially for Rohan because we ended up getting the win. He couldn't celebrate out there with the fans and the and the players getting the boot. I mean, I'm not sure if he actually ran out afterwards, but I know he went to the locker room. And I really hate that he didn't get to celebrate out there with the rest of the team. On the ups, on the other side, he did get to go to the locker room where it was warm. So uh, it was really cold those outside. People look, those people looked so cold last night. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Um, Surprising crowd which, though. The attendance was allegedly seventy thousand. I know there were some empty mm-hmm. seats upper deck. That was probably a little fabricated. But whoever was there was really loud. From this, from the TV, I could hear it was super loud. The crowd was very, very good. 
I, I just think they were ready to celebrate. Everybody was ready to celebrate. I was ready to celebrate. Uh, I, I, I think I referenced where I was in downtown Memphis, and I was wearing my Razorback hoodie. Because, you know, I, I always do on a game day. Because I don't want there to be any mistakes about who, where my allegiances lie. And uh, we went to this bar downtown Memphis called the Double J after this birthday party. And the, the bartender sees me walk in. And sees me immediately. He's a hog fan. I'm buying you a shot. And I was like, I was like, I just thought it was something you say. So you I were getting down. a cab that night, right? Well, I rode with my buddy, but I would have, uh, I would have probably had to because it was because uh, the guy was also a hog fan. So we sit down and like ten minutes. It was ten minutes had passed, and the guy comes up and he's got the shot. In my like, I could smell the fireball like before I saw him. So like I knew it was pungent. He was an avid. And, uh, he was an avid hog cast listener, right? I'm sure he was, you know, like some. So he he was a huge fan. He recognized me from um, maybe the internet or maybe the, you know. I'm, uh, but anyway, so he, he he bought me he bought me a shot and we enjoyed that. So it was a good night, you know. But they uh, hog fans are the best, you know. And I'm I, I don't want to sound conceited, but man, we deserve this too. Like, of course, the coaching staff, of course, the players, but uh, the fans. I mean, if you think about what's transpired, even just since the first of the year back in 2012, you know, you got the Petrino scandal and all the embarrassment that comes with that. You know, you've got all the losses, of course. God, the losses. Dear God, the losses. <laughs> so many losses. Oh, all the losses. Uh, you know, it was great. And here's the thing. Like, I I would have taken a win anyway. It, it happened. But for it to happen at home, for it to happen in Fayetteville with all those good people that braved the cold against, and elements. Against our rival. Against our – yes. And we're that's our very next thing. Thank you, Logan. Um, against our rival, our, our biggest rival since joining the SEC, you know, Tennessee, all these others be damned. Uh, pretty big deal. Very special night. Uh, you know, for, for myself, you know, I think about the big wins since I've been a hog fan. I really started watching about 95, really big time in 96. You know, we were never very good, but I mean, Miracle on Markham 2002, you know, we should have, you know, I felt like we could beat, you know, 2010 to go to the Sugar Bowl. We, if there's a big win, LSU's usually involved. And last night it was, it was fit. It just, it was perfect. Like, you know, the game itself wasn't perfect, but the outcome was perfect. The night was perfect. Um, uh, and, uh, I don't know, like I, there's just something about, you know, us winning a game in the twenties with, with Bert bringing the, that winter weather with him from Wisconsin and just, uh, the fans getting to celebrate and beating LSU and taking that giant nice ass boot home with us was, <laughs> was, uh, was, I wouldn't change it. I would not change anything. Like knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change it. I, I would do it all again. Um, and again, LSU is the right, like you said, they, They've been our rivals since we joined the SEC. You know, they struggled and we struggled. We've been through some things together. Big games. The boot is just part of it. You know, that's just a game that Auburn has Alabama. Ole Miss has Mississippi State. We always had each other for so many years, and I don't know why the SEC decided to, to switch that around, but they did. Obviously, we played LSU two weeks before the end of the season, and now we're going to play Missouri that Friday after Thanksgiving, and that's fine. I'm glad they're, they're trying to make it up to us and keep us in that Friday slot. But um, I told Logan earlier, if there's only one game that we could win this year in the SEC, I would have said LSU, uh, and I still I still stand by it. You know, uh, Missouri. I mean, it'd be nice to win that game, you know, because it means we go to a bowl. But uh, it just doesn't mean anything to me. It's it's not a rivalry. You can't tell me it's a rivalry and make it a rivalry. You know, it's not. You can't give yourself a nickname and you can't make a rivalry. Like it's, you know, the history's there with LSU, as is the bad blood, and maybe Missouri will get to that point. And they're and they're an Eastern Division team, you know. It, I don't know. Well, it's like I, every I could go year, on about this. Every year we circle the LSU game. I mean, I mean, every year, no matter how bad we are, we have a shot to beat LSU because it's LSU. That mm-hmm. last that last year with uh, Nut or with uh, DMAC and them, they were like four and eight yep. beat LSU. They won the national title that year. We still beat them on the road. 
when they were the number one team in the country. We had no business yeah. winning that game. No business winning they, it. They, they, they won the national championship. They, yeah. they won. You know, they were uh, they were the first two lost, but they they won it. They were the last dog standing. Uh, you know, miracle on Markham. There's no reason we we had about 40 yards passing throughout the game, and Matt Jones hits for 85 on two passes. Uh, 2010, we you know we, we were able to beat them. Everybody said Petrino didn't throw the ball. 2009, yeah. Uh, we, well, that was the that was we lost down there in overtime because Tahada. Oh, 2008, 2008. 2008, yeah. London Crawford. Yeah, London Crawford and Casey Dick, and uh, you know we've we've had some good times. I remember beating uh Nick Saban's second LSU first or second LSU team in a. Re- in 2000 in Little Rock to get to a bowl, get to the Las Vegas bowl. Now that ended up not being fun, but it was still nice uh, at the time. You know, it was just, it just, it's all about LSU. Um, You know, it's, I don't know. Like I said, they can move the game wherever they want. They can play that thing in September, but it's still going to mean just as much to uh, Arkansas fans. And I, I mean, Les Miles even said this week that he still sees Arkansas as as, as their rival too. So yeah, the SEC um, I think jumped the gun a little bit with Texas A and M being the new and hot thing. Um, yeah, and I, I could see in the next five years us moving back the LSU game to being the last game of the year because the news going to wear off of A and M, and I don't see the LSU A and M game being as big of a rivalry as the Arkansas game. That game meant everything to everybody in that stadium last night. Um, I mean, Missouri is going to be a big game for us. Obviously, we only need to win one more to get a bowl game. Um, but there's no bad blood there. We've played them a couple times in bowl games, but it's not the same. They're just trying to fabricate this rivalry based off of how close we are uh, geographically. But it's just, I don't know. That's not how it's going to work. I don't think. I don't think it's going to last. No, I, uh, Colby. What do you think about all this? I, first of all, the A&M. I think that's a lot to do with uh, money and kind of the Houston market. Uh, TV sets. Yeah, and so. Um, as far as that's concerned, but I mean, in, I think LSU, as far as fans and probably players, they don't want to admit that Arkansas is a rival because they still see us as like not as good as them. And you know, that, hey, that's fine. You know, if they want to think that, I mean, look at the record with us against us. You know, for a second tier program like Tiger Bait that calls on all these shows, you know, <laughs> hey, you shouldn't lose a second tier program. And I know uh, Arkansas doesn't get a lot of flack for rushing the field. But I mean, and it wasn't about beating L. It wasn't about beating LSU. It was about the losing streak. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we haven't been there before. It was just, you know, it was like all that pain and stuff. I mean, I, I seen where people are saying, "Hey, man, I cried." You know, I seen it in Facebook and Twitter. You know, I shed maybe a little tear last night. You know, happy tears. And I mean, that's just. And if, as a hog fan, you understand that. Just it's been so long since we've won a game, and it's just like all that's kind of been on our shoulders. I mean, we, we, you know, every day or time we do these games, like Chuck, you know, he said he's hard. it was hard to pick Arkansas because he don't know if, you know, it's been so long since we've actually tasted a victory. And so, I mean, that's all what the rush in the field was about. And, and if LSU wants to say anything, there was the field against Ole Miss, so. <laughs> <laughs> and there you so, have it. <laughs> and they didn't so, have a losing streak, so. LSU's irrelevant is what you're saying. Exactly. I'll take that. And if I had been there, I would have rushed it had we beaten uh, Tennessee or Kentucky or whoever. I mean, anybody, it, Vandy. Yeah, <laughs> no, man, what an SEC game in two years. I mean, we're rushing the field no matter who we beat. And another thing about that made it so good is like, you, like the fashion. Like you're talking about Chuck. We've heard since Bielema has been hired. I even heard, heard Clay Travis talk on Bo Madling's show um, this week. You know, Arkansas won't be able to win. Uh, a coach won't be able to win at Arkansas unless he does something different. Well, mm-hmm. we just out LSU, LSU. I mean, we dominate the line, and you can say LSU's down, but Arkansas's down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we LSU recruits at a higher level than us every year. And, and mm-hmm. the thing about it is, when you're thinking about that, you're thinking about offensively. Well, Bielema, Bielema, or he recruits, he gets offensive linemen 
he's got a bunch on on uh, campus right now that had or Ohio State offers, LSU, Alabama, and he got them. And on defensive line, I mean, you got Trey Fires, Phylon. I mean, I don't know. I just don't buy all that. And, you know, I could be wrong, but last night I think was a perfect example. And anybody would say LSU's down, I think Arkansas is just as down as LSU. Arkansas are in a rebuilding mode too. And, you know, Alabama is the other example. You know, and I'm still a little skeptical on that. I I am. Uh, but last night, it, it did a lot to, to calm my nerves on that. You know, and almost could have beat Alabama. I mean, Alabama might have been the most painful uh, loss this year just because we led so late and had them on the road. You know, so they uh, – you're right. The two teams that were in there with – and I agree completely. We're, this Arkansas team that you see tonight, last night, is not going to be the Arkansas team you see in the fall of 2015. You're going to – you'll lose a few players, but I think we're adding more than we're, we're losing um you and, know again you never want to count on freshmen too much but um in arkansas you know. uh you speaking of alabama too uh, combined i've seen a stat uh, alabama and lsu arkansas didn't allow to- a total of 100 yards between them both and so i mean you're stopping what they do best and i mean you're doing what they do so i mean i, I just don't know i just don't completely buy that the crazy yeah. stat for so, me, another stat that I saw last night for our, from our defense. If you had to guess how many yards Fournette had last night, how many would you guess without looking nine, at the stats? It? it was nine. I mean, I he, it. he had nine yards rushing, and that's all we heard and, all week was about this freshman running back who's going to run. Number one recruit in the nation last year. We held him to nine yards. Like I know he's a freshman, but still, that's incredible. There, there weren't a lot of holes there, and we didn't respect their passing game. And you know, but again, he's a. It, it is what it is. I mean, they've. They took away. I mean, you get shut out. I was telling Logan earlier. If you, you know, if you if you allow 17 points, you allow 14 points. If you allow zero, if you allow zero points, you can't lose the game. I mean, that. It's incre- I mean, I'm, I don't even know. I don't think it was the best Arkansas defensive effort in the SEC, in there. But it's certainly the best. I mean, it's the first shutout Arkansas has pitched since 2006, and the first SEC shutout since 2002. Both of those games. Um, I mean, these things are hard to come by. Everybody's good in the SEC. Everybody is good. Um, and to just dominate from start to finish like that is uh, it's pretty refreshing. And, and everybody it, had the same game plan that we had against LSU. You know, it's not like they – I mean, they brought eight or nine guys in the box as well and try to make uh, uh, – what's his name beat them? Fournette. Yeah. Oh, uh, or Jen- Jennings. Yeah, Jennings. Yeah. Jennings. yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just – I don't know. It, it was – it was a great night. It was really just a great night. It was great to watch on, on TV. It was, uh, like Logan said, it was a great crowd considering how cold it was and how, you know, because, I mean, it, it would have been easy, I bet, with the weather being the way it was, the game being on TV, looking like, I mean, before last night, it looked like it was going to be another sort of a lame year for us. You know, it, it would have been easy for somebody to dump their tickets or not go. Um, you know, people like to hunt in Arkansas. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but uh, – <laughs> All, all these factors at play, it would have been easy for them to say, okay, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, you know, I'm just not going to go tonight. But they didn't. They, they were out there. They were loud. They were involved in the game. And, you know, they, I, I'm, guys, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think a few of them might have even been drinking before the game. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. But, you know, yeah. no shade for me on that end. But, that, you know, it was a, it was a perfect night. So here we, and, uh, So now we have to look, I guess, go and get some outlook from you guys. We normally do this every episode. we got two games left. Yes. We need to win one. To get bowl yes. eligible, so how was the pulse? What are you guys feeling like uh, with these last two games remaining? Well, you know, a couple weeks ago, y'all gave me a hard time for looking up past SEC schedules and who we've played from the East, but the SEC's done it to us again. We're, we're playing the two best teams from the East again this year. Um, if Missouri wins out, they're going to win the East. 
if they if they lose one game to us or Tennessee, then Georgia's going to go. So uh, both teams we play from here on out, Ole Miss and Missouri, are going to have a lot at stake uh, as far as their division. You know, I I could see us losing both of them. Um, that's not me being a pessimist. I, I feel like I'm pretty fair for the most part. I could just see it happening. They're everybody's good. Like, um, but I think we win one. I think we get. I think we get to six and six. I don't know if it'll be Ole Miss or Missouri, but I think we get one. I think we go to Memphis. I think we party on Bill Street like like I did in 2010, <laughs> 2009. We, and we beat Texas in the Liberty Bowl. Lo- guys, I'll, I'll give you this. I, I don't know if you heard about Logan and I's milkshake bet from the Auburn game. Um, Logan has been saying Arkansas, Texas, the Liberty Bowl since probably March. Uh, I, I don't know where he got this notion. I think it was when the, the Liberty Bowl signed up with, with the Big 12, but he's been saying that. Now, nobody thought – I didn't think we would get a bowl, and I didn't think Texas would get a bowl either, but – Texas punched their ticket last night. They're at six wins, and um, you know, and, our, and we're one win away. So I, you know, I give credit where credit's due. Logan said this a long time ago: uh, the bowl, the opponent, and uh, if it ends up being Arkansas, Texas, and Liberty Bowl, that'll be the greatest Liberty Bowl ever. Mm-hmm. It'll be the most well attended Liberty Bowl ever. Yeah, if, if the and, Liberty uh, Bowl has any any anything to say about it, they're going to do everything in their power to get Arkansas and Texas to play each other. Like, everything in their power, because no other matchup they could possibly get sells as many tickets as that. Arkansas-Memphis would come close. I, uh, no. just, just Just because Memphis is, uh, just because, well, in the Tiger basketball is going to be, like, yeah, local. That's but true. here's where I, here's the thing, here's the underrated thing about that. If it's Arkansas-Memphis, the Liberty Bowl and the city of Memphis are not going to get as many people coming from out of town to go to that football game. You know, Arkansas is already going to. What is that called? I say not, not as much money as people staying in hotels, eating, etc. Right. I mean, think about it. If if you're bringing everybody from Memphis, and I mean, I'm sure there are Tiger fans that don't live in Memphis, but they're not nearly as. You know, you. I think you have to break. It's going to be bad enough with Arkansas there, uh, and so many people just crossing the bridge to go to the game, like myself and probably you guys, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, if we win the ball game and I'll obviously tear Bill Street up after the game, post game, that's going to happen. Um, but I mean, again, that, that's small potatoes compared to the people that they can bring in from Texas, as Logan is saying. And, you know, they're staying two nights in hotels and they're going out and eating three nights. And, you know, maybe they go to a Grizzlies or a Tigers game. And uh, so I think they have to consider that as well. Like as much as they would love Arkansas and Memphis, um, all that would do is ensure a sellout. But they wouldn't really make a lot of money as a city. Arkansas, Texas, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Arkansas, God, you know, I whoever don't, comes. I don't want a Texas Tech rematch. You don't? No. I don't want to see well, that game I'll, again. We'll kill them. That's not fun. We're better now than we were then. Yeah, we beat the crap out of them. I'm not I'm not on board with that. I don't. Are they even bowl eligible? Because I'm not sure they nah, should be. Uh, they, they, they might be close. I know they had 80 hung on them. So. That's not good. Uh, that's not good. That's not ideal. But, uh, Coles, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm kind of on the uh, right with the line with Chuck says. I don't know who we're going to win, but I think we'll get six. And uh, the only thing I hate about it, like you're saying, is both teams have something to play for. Ole Miss is still an outside chance of uh, uh, winning the SEC West. Um, things were have to line with uh, uh, Mississippi State losing to Ole Miss and Auburn beating Alabama, but they'd win the tiebreaker. Um, and then Missouri, um, if they don't lose to Tennessee, when we come in town, they'll be playing for the Eastern Division title. So, um, I think, like you said, I think we get one. I just don't know which one, and uh, um, probably being uh, Memphis. I think the well, I'll, Memphis. I'll, I'll take I'll take either one too. By the way, I, I, will I don't I, care. I just explain. yeah, I don't have one preference over the other. I mean, it'd be nice to beat Ole Miss. 
be nice to beat Missouri. It'd, <clears throat> it'd be nice to win one of them. I think the key right now is, I know you guys both said that Missouri and Ole Miss have a lot to play for, and they do, most definitely. But Arkansas has a lot to play for, too. We haven't been to a That's bowl cool. game in two years. Um, we finally tasted blood uh, getting our first SEC win, and I think these kids are going to be hungry, man. I really do. Um, they have every bit as much to play for in their minds as Ole Miss and Missouri because a bowl game means everything to these kids. No one before the season predicted us to get a bowl game, including myself. So, um, you know, I think they've tasted blood. I think we can win out. So I really do. I think, I think they win both. Logan's also been saying that. He's been saying win out. If we beat LSU, he said that. So I can see that. I can see us losing out or I can see us splitting. So I, that, I kind of take the middle on it, but, you know, I can see it anyway. And, and I think it's going to be a big thing. Logan's talked about it uh, pretty much all year once they get that SEC win. You know, I think the ball is just going to roll. And, you know, I think he's right. Yeah, I hope, I hope it snowballs like we think it will. I mean, I've been saying that all year too, but, I mean, we won't, we won't know until this Ole Miss game on Saturday because we've never seen us, this team, a Brett Bielema team, respond <clears> after a win in the SEC. Um, what I like to uh, I seen on Twitter that some all the, some of the players are already looking at Ole Miss film, so it's, it looks like they put the win behind them. You know, celebrated last night, and got through, and they're already looking at film today. So you, you love to see that. You yeah. know, they put the win behind them, and you know, ready to move on to Ole Miss. I know they still got some business to handle. Yeah, I know they were hungry. Sprinkle was actually in the in the like clubhouse on Friday watching film at like ten o'clock at night. Uh, that, spate, like, you mean? Spate, yes, spate. That's what yeah. it was. No, and, and again, as Logan said, uh, it's something as simple as the schedule easing up a little bit. I mean, we played how many top ten teams? Like five SEC teams in a row that were top ten, I think, something like that. Now, again, A&M proved to be fraudulent, but nobody else was really uh, – I don't even think Auburn's as down as we think. I just think that they're playing the SEC kind West. Melded, and melted in kind of a little bit after their, you know, yeah, much but, no hope. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, I mean, what I mean is like, yeah, I mean, good Lord, like, every, you know, so LSU – they're seventeenth. Like I heard, I heard Brett last night. He was, uh, he was, uh, it was in his post game presser or whatever. And he said, uh, he said they were sitting around the hotel today and, or like yesterday, I guess. And and they said, uh, they said, he said they were feeling good about you know how they prepared. He felt like they were going to play really, really well. And he said they were sitting there and uh, he said, man, it's going to be kind of nice only playing the seventeenth ranked team in the country. Like after <laughs> after some of the you know some of the other monsters they've been lining up against, seventeen is. That's just like middle of the pack, you know, and they, they made them look that way. And they've um, – but, yeah, you know, a shot of confidence goes a long way. I mean, it goes for any, anything in life, but especially football. You know, if you – you know, if – I'm sure some of those guys are probably wondering, man, are we ever going to win a game? Is this going to happen? And, you know, and Brett stayed on them, said keep preparing, keep putting in the work, keep putting in the time, keep working hard. Think good things are going to happen. Well, now that good things have happened, now you've got some validation and you know it's going to happen. And you know what you're capable of if you play well and you prepare well. And, again, now that, that they know they can beat somebody like Ole Miss or LSU, you know, now they're, they're going to be, I would imagine, even more inclined to work um, to work hard this week and uh, and just go attack the game with a lot of confidence. And, you know, I, I mean, hopefully Jim Chaney doesn't get too much confidence and try to throw it 48 times. 60 times against Ole Miss next week. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I agree completely. Um I think it's credit to Bielema, man. Uh, it'd been easy to lay down and bleed after losing 17 straight games as the great oh, as the great God, John Pelfrey as the great John Pelfrey once said. Um, so you don't think John Pelfrey could have kept this team focused if this is no, basketball? Yeah, no, I've no way. John, I've seen John Pelfrey work before. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how he gets dressed in the morning. <laughs> it's okay, guys. We can we can give up. Yeah, we're just gonna lay down and bleed. Yeah, but I mean, so, Bert Bert kept him on on the right on the right on the right track. I mean. 
Um, I was surprised with some of those heartbreaking losses. We just kept back, kept coming back and swinging, you know. Um, it'd been easy to lay down after A&M, after Bama, after Mississippi State, after getting clocked by Georgia, but we just we kept coming back. I mean, every game was close outside that Georgia game. Um, he, he kept them prepared, and credit to him, we finally broke through. And, you know, Bert even acknowledged that, too. He said if you if you build it the right way and you – and you build with the with the right people, with the right mindset, and all you know, all this stuff that, that good things will happen. And um, again, if you had told me before the year we'd been six games, I would have taken. It. If you had told me we would have won five games, probably would have taken it. Uh, so, you know, yeah, just, um, I, I think Bird's building us for some long term success, and I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, the jump from last year to this year has been substantial. If we do that kind of jump again next year, some great things are going to happen. We're going to win a lot of ball games. I agree. I agree, and you know, and like I said, last night, last night was just the, you know, they said it after the game, it's just the beginning, you know, there's mm-hmm. it, it, still more coming. It's, it just, it's just such, it was such a long time coming. It was such a long time coming. But, yeah. uh, I, again, the game itself, I mean, a couple yeah. touchdown runs, a field goal, they missed a couple field goals. I told Colby, sort of the, the things that always seemed to happen to Arkansas were happening uh, against Arkansas yeah. last night, and snapped over the quarterback's head. That's typical. Over quarterback's That's head. some Razorback stuff right there. So I had a good feeling when that happened, but you know, um, we can go uh, now. We're working on something special for the uh, for the Ole Miss game, uh, Ole Miss preview. We're trying to get a a very uh, a popular Ole Miss grad on the show. Uh, we're still working on that. So, and really, we just knew we'd go long talking about LSU today because uh, it was just such a long time coming. It's sort of like you know when you haven't had really good barbecue in a while, and you just want to tell somebody all about it. Which I had Central Barbecue last night, so I'm sort of in that mindset as well. Um, but uh, Hoops also played today, guys. Um, watched most of this game. I listened to it uh, myself. Uh, Logan, you, I think you were probably watching it on the laptop. What, what did you take away from today's basketball game? A little scary in the first half. We were tied, I think, 48-48 at the half. Um, they had a kid, Robinson, that was just going off. I think he was 5 for 5 from 3 uh, in the first half. 7 of 7 from the field, yeah. Yeah, so that kid was on fire, which seems to happen a lot to us. We need to kind of uh, play better defense on the perimeter. Um, but it was a little scary. I mean, uh, we, we bounced back in the second half and ended up winning the ball game, but we got to do a better job of rebounding and taking better shots. I know in the first half we took, we took some crazy shots. I know Qualls was taking some out of control threes, but, um, for the most part we played pretty well. Second half, especially the press, the press really worked out. We actually started, uh, wearing into their legs a little bit. Um, which is what we, that's what we do. That's our identity. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't say enough about Bobby Portis. He scored 24 points, 9 of 11 from the field. Uh, the, the kid can play basketball. Um, the one big glaring issue I see is we got out-rebounded pretty badly against Alabama State. Uh, so you can imagine if we don't rebound well against them, it's probably not going to bode well for SEC play or these really, really good non-conference foes we have coming up. And we do have some quality coming up. I agree 100%. Um you know, yeah, it's good to know that you can you can hit the Jets in the second half and outscore them by 19 to coast home with a win. Um, but you know, and it, you know, Alabama State, they're not they that's a, that's not a team that should beat you, but um, they are, you know, like a middle tier type non conference opponent. I mean, it's not your typical, you know, Christian Brothers or somebody like that. So, oh, shade uh, for, for, for oh what what the Christian Brothers play basketball? Uh, it's not your typical it's not your typical uh, you know rental win either. I mean they they've been to the tournament once or twice. They have some tradition there. Shouldn't lose the game and it shouldn't be close when you have the team that Arkansas has got and the expectation that Arkansas has. But um, you know just just I, I sort of felt the same way. You know Bobby Portis he he just he's so he works so hard and. Um, he puts in the time, and he, he 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 practices what he preaches. You know, he didn't just say crap. You know, he says it, 
and he means it, and he he means to do it. So yeah, every time uh, every time Alabama State was trying to make a run there in the second half, Bobby Portis stepped up and said, "No, no, no!" Straight to Kimbe Mutombo style. So. Colby, what'd you think? Yeah, it was kind of a. I watched the second half for some reason. I thought the game started at five, and so I'd actually um, didn't catch the first half, but I listened to part of the second half and watched it. And it's been kind of alarming, even the exhibition games. I don't know if it's just because the quality of opponent right now or what. They come out kind of sloppy in the first half, and then they kind of turn it on in the second half. And um, the rebounding still concerned, kind of some things we've seen last year in uh, perimeter defense. Um, so hopefully they get them things corrected, and um, you know, because if they get down to you know SMU or something in the first half, they get hoe, they're not gonna, uh, they're gonna have a hard time uh, digging themselves out of it, uh, like they did Alabama State today. Or um, so hopefully they get them things corrected and come out with the focus they had in the second half and the first half from now on. But I guess we'll see if it's it's just the quality opponent or or what it is. I will say this: Anthon Bell continued his hot streak. I know his last game at Bud Walton, he put up like forty points on somebody. Um, Ole, Miss. Ole Miss, yeah, and he scored. Yeah. He scored. He was seven of eight tonight and scored twenty points. So that was a good sign because I was. He's going to be key in our run this year. Um, if he can continue shooting, you know, pretty hot, we're going to be all right. So that was a good sign uh, seeing something like that. And another thing that might be throwing off, you know, the first half is, um, you know, the depth that Mike Anderson has this year. Um, you know, changed and mixed up the lineup a little bit because you're going to be throwing, you know, t- ten guys out there probably per game. They're going to get significant playing time. And so you got to wonder, you know, he's still trying to figure out who works best with who and who to substitute for who and, you know, to put uh, Kingsley and Portis in there at the same time. Um, so, you know, I think that's part of it as well. I hope hope it is, and hopefully we can get that figured out pretty early. Um, if not, um, we're going to have some trouble in the non-conference because it's not like last year or, the, or any previous year in a while. Yeah, I agree. You know, too early to really make any definitive statements, you know, and we'll get an opportunity um, I mean, shoot, real quick to figure out what we've got against some high-end competition. I, think our, I will say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. you got a logo. I think our next game is actually uh, against Wake Forest, right? Is that true? Yes. Tuesday, yeah, so, I think. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to find out pretty quick. I mean, Wake Forest isn't a top 25 team, but they're a quality ACC opponent uh, traditionally. So uh, we'll see what we got. Uh, you know, and I'll say, I'll add this. I know we're used to racking up these uh, – these really stellar uh, non-conference, you know, records, unless, you know, when John Pelfrey's not involved, that is, um, you know, I know we're used to racking that up. Uh, that may not happen this year. We may lose two or three games in the non-conference, but that'll be more of an indictment on um, the tough teams that we are playing as opposed to some, you know, some of the, I mean, it's nice to be 11 and two and beat up all these teams, but you know, if we're nine and four this year, with losses to SM. I mean, I'll be concerned if we don't win one of those big games, but I'm not going to lose sleep over losing to a top 25 team either. I mean, that's that's something that happens. Oh, and you'd rather uh, figure out everything in the non-conference, get everything worked out before you hit conference play, and, um, you know, that strength schedule will still be there. Right. You know, I think in the past that's kind of been the problem when they hit conference play. You know, they kind of run some buzzsaws and uh, lose a couple, and I, you know, especially on the road. And I think that kind of was became mental after after a little bit. I think la- the last couple of years, maybe last year, they started like the first two on the road, and you know, it's like here we go again with the same stuff. And it kind of took them a while to kind of get in the groove. Yeah, the groove's in the house. <laughs> the thing is, like, if you can play, you know, SMU and Iowa State are going to be some insane crowds. We won't see crowds like that except for Rupp Arena in the SEC. Um, it's just basketball isn't as huge there. Um, you mean Mike Anderson Arena? Mike Anderson Arena, that is true. They're yeah. going to rename it soon, especially if we get that dub this year, which I'm going to go ahead and say we do. 
Mike um, Anderson court at Mike Anderson arena. I will say that also, um, I think our, our team thrives off of energy. So when we play in like these low, low crowds, like even today, but Walton was pretty empty. And I think that, mm. I think that benefits obviously the other team because our play style, we play off adrenaline and, um, you know, just momentum. And, uh, when the crowd got loud, we were, we were playing a lot better. They get behind the team. So that's one thing I'm always worried about is when we go to these empty stadiums and play, it feels like practice to them. Um, when interesting theory. See, I've heard that theory, and uh, they they think that's kind of the road uh, problems Arkansas had is because SEC state or uh, arenas really don't. Uh, they're not really big crowds. You know, you get Auburn or the Tad Pad or Mississippi Look, State. Last year, I watched, and that's where we struggle a lot. Yeah, last year I watched the A and M game. There was ten people there. Like there was ten people, <laughs> including the concession stand people. It was there was no one there. Like it really felt. There like were more people at Johnny Manziel's uh, house party. Yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> like I mean, it's hard to it's hard to play adrenaline basketball when it feels like practice out there. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how you alleviate that. Um, just gotta gotta get your guys motivated, Mike. That's uh, that's something Mike's got to work on, because we got to get it done on the road. No matter if there's ten thousand people there or, or two, gotta win the ball game. I had never considered that, Logan. That is an interesting thought. Uh, that is the. I, I, Logan, I know I realize I only give you credit on your, your looks and things like that. I'm actually about to give you credit for an intellectual, uh, abstract idea right there. Don't worry, I'm going to ruin it here in a couple of weeks on our SEC roundup. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I've already told you my uh, theory. We'll, we'll find out next week on the, on the podcast. Uh, do y'all want to, uh, to do, y'all want to touch on Mississippi State, Alabama real fast? Uh, we can do that. And we can also do our SEC roundup real quick, uh, for next week. Absolutely. Minus our this. Right. Uh, all right. So, Mississippi State, uh, Alabama, I, I feel like this. a lot of people have said it. I, I sort of agree with them. Uh, I don't think there were any losers yesterday. Obviously, Alabama needed a win to stay in the hunt, but I think Mississippi State looked good enough in defeat uh, to where if they both went out now, I think they can both make the playoff. What do you guys think? Colby, tell me. They, they should. I mean, uh, Mississippi State's uh, resume is better than anybody else. One lost team, I think, in the nation. I mean, look who they played and look who they beat on, you know, Auburn and LSU. Ole, I mean, they haven't played Ole Miss, but if they beat Ole Miss, I mean, the resume is as good as anybody's. And I know people want to bring up the non conference, but really, does a non conference matter? I mean, because, I mean, you look at Ohio State or uh, Baylor or TCU, I don't think they really played that big of non I mean, look, their non conference schedule, but I think you're kind of, uh, I mean, if, I don't think it's that big of a difference, you know, playing a Sun Belt team versus a, you know, Division One Double A team, or um, UAB. I mean, I just don't think there's much difference um, in that. I mean, you should win regardless. What y'all well, thoughts on that? And the loss. I mean, I feel like the, a loss. You know, you lose. You lose in Alabama by five points. Yeah, it, it, on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. That's one of those. You're like, wow. I mean, that's. Like, if that happened to us, if we went to Tuscaloosa and lost by five, I'd be like, okay, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be just fine. You know, like, I, so I think that's the thing. If they're 11 and one and they'll go to the SC championship game, they'll have another pitfall there. But I, I think Mississippi State's got to feel good, even in a, even with a loss uh, after that. Logan, talk to me. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they both get into the playoffs if they take care of business the rest of the way. Um, the thing I'm worried about, though, is I don't want to see the playoff committee put. Uh, Mississippi State at the four and Alabama at the one, and they got to play each mm. other in the first round. That's my most. That's the biggest worry I have because I really don't want to see that rematch to the championship game for biased reasons. Um, right. Because I just don't. I don't. I mean, I would hope they don't try to do the rematch, but I guess you have to see them as you see it. And I guess at that point, right. Mississippi State would be the four since they do have the most recent loss. But mm. and yeah, I, I, go ahead, Cole. And it's not like I, I mean they lost on the road to the number five team by the selection committee at the time the rankings last week so it's not they're on the road it's not a big 
I, don't, I just I just don't see how they're not in the top four this week. And if they went out, I mean, it'd be a disgrace if both teams didn't make it. And, Fl- and Florida you State know, limped around beating uh, Miami, so. I mean, how much how much stock can you put in the playoff committee if if they don't put them in the both in the uh, top four if they went out? You know, Memphis talk radio guru Chris Vernon. He 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 really got fired up about this the other day. Now Vernon, as far as I know, he doesn't really have a dog in the hunt. Uh, I, you know, he's not a Tennessee fan or Ole Miss fan or anything like that. He's just a he seems to be an unbiased um, you know radio personality. He's and an his, Arkansas fan though, right? Well, everybody's an Arkansas <laughs> fan. If they're not, they should be. Um, he uh, Vernon's whole point was, you know, somebody called in and said, "Yeah, man, if Mississippi State loses to uh, who do they play?" Who did they beat up? Uh, shoot, it might have even been the Auburn game. Yeah, if they lose to Auburn, you know, you got to drop them out. And he was like, why? 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 I mean, why are you penalizing these teams for playing other good teams? He's And his point was, you know, I think Auburn's good. I think Mississippi State's good. Somebody's going to have to lose the game. So if one, if it's a competitive, hard loss, why should anybody have to drop? I mean, why, why would we drop them out of the playoff because they lost to another great team? that I think is a playoff caliber team. That's what you're seeing in the West. Like, I could make a very good argument for Alabama, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss to all make the playoff. Um, Until Arkansas all... knocks, up, knocks off uh, Ole Miss next week. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, when that happens, you know. So, that I mean, I agree. So, I I just don't – again, as of right now, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at Ole Miss, okay, we lost to – we lost a heartbreaker to Auburn on the last play of the game. Like, my guy's going a in. Play. Explodes, a freak play. That if you play it, if you, if those two teams play ten times, they probably split them up, and then they lose a ten to seven game to, to LSU. I just, how do you penalize this team for losing at Death Valley and losing to a, a team there? I just, I don't know. That's the biggest thing that they're going to have to figure out uh, with the selection committee because it, I think it's a huge question mark, and I just, I don't think you can penalize these teams because a five point loss. Like if I'm a Mississippi State fan, I've performed about as well as I could outside of a win in that game so here's the thing here's the thing like uh you know everybody hates on the sec from different conferences and throw shade on us but like we look at we don't say that about basketball we don't like you know the acc or the big tens overrated when we accept it we're like you know we're not a very good conference overall in basketball and we accept that but i just don't get it you know there's just so much hate and they think we're overrated and i mean it's just not true you don't like tcu's dogfight win over kansas last week or saturday no that's the travesty uh, to me is like, what if they get put at the four and Mississippi State at the five? Like that's that would be the mm. ultimate travesty to me. And it wouldn't surprise me if it happened, just because you know, I, you know, I think there's a lot of you know they're afraid that there's going to be everybody's going to think there's a bias. But I mean, uh, if you if you actually watch the games, I mean, you can tell who's the Listen, better team. The, the, there's no difference. I, I've watched so much SEC football this year. Anytime I try to watch something, I watched some of that Arizona State Oregon State game last night. You know, come on, man. Like, I, like I'm just—it's not even close. Like, Alabama would beat those teams by three touchdowns. Mississippi State would win by 17. Ole Miss would give me a break. Like, I—I I mean, I would watch. I mean, I don't know. I—it's it, and I know that I'm already preparing myself for only getting one SEC team in because Florida State. But how? I mean, Florida State—if they had to play the teams—and you know—and the, the the real shame is that with this. With Will Muschamp being released at Florida, they're going to play Florida and they'll beat the Gators, and that's fine. And then everybody say, "Look, they could handle the SEC." Florida's so trash. Like, I'm just so mad. I'm already mad. I'm getting myself pre-mad about it. <laughs> that I, I just, 
it's going to happen. And you know, look, we're going to give Florida State credit for persevering. Meanwhile, Jameis Winston shaving points to help his buddy out. It ticks me off to no end. It, I, it doesn't matter if they get an SEC team in the first round, one of the upper echelon SEC teams. They're going to get blanked. They're going to get oh, blanked absolutely. hard. Mississippi State, and Alabama My, will beat them bad. How many losses should they have already? Two or three? At right? least three, yeah. They had three real – I mean, Louisville had them, Notre Dame Miami. had them, and Miami Notre had Dame had – Notre Dame sc- actually scored on them, and they, they did anything they could do to keep Jameis Winston in the in the game and, you know, ended up winning the game. So that, that's a travesty, you know. And they I'm, – I'm with Logan. I hope they are number one, and I hope they – I hope they are number one, and they draw number fourth-ranked Alabama. Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State, probably. Or State. Yeah, State. Or, you know, Alabama three, Alabama three, Mississippi State four, and then – they just get tuned up by, you know, and everybody's like, oh my God, Saban does it again. You know, which that I'd prefer. Here's the thing. If you got me cheering, I saw a great tweet last night. They said Florida State's so unlikable that they forced America to cheer for Notre Dame, Bobby Petrino, and uh, and the U, Miami. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, I hated all three of those teams like five years ago. Yes. I would have wanted all of those people to lose, except Bobby Petrino because he was at Arkansas. But uh, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for BP. Yeah. But yeah, Notre Dame. No love, you know the U. No love there. Uh, yeah, I just you know U.S. If they played USC, I would I would get one of those stupid Trojan helmets and put it on and just wear it. I'd wear it to work even. Yeah, no matter what um, team they're playing, even LSU, I'm still rooting for LSU over those mugs. Oh, absolutely. Not even. I mean, except for maybe the other. No, nah, I'm not gonna go. In the, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> we're not gonna um, go there. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. Uh, all right. Let's see. This week, kind of a lean week in the Southeastern uh, Conference. You've got uh, Alabama, Western Carolina, not even worth talking about. Of course, you've got Arkansas, Miss, but we'll cover that. Auburn, Sanford, nothing. Actually, none of these games are worth talking about except for maybe Missouri, Tennessee, and uh, that's it. Missouri, wow, really, Missouri, really, really slow people. week in the SEC. Well, as you know, Arkansas, Miss is the CBS game. Burns going to be in the house. The <laughs> other, the only other, you got Vandy, Mississippi State, and Starkville, but I think we know how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, Missouri, and Knoxville, actually sort of a big game, but you know, Missouri's got this habit of playing way better on the road than they do at home. I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of rooting for Tennessee there. So Missouri has less to play for in our game. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, anything that helps us, I'm for, I mean, if you know, um, <laughs> and Tennessee's looked really good the last couple of weeks. It's almost like they've turned the same corner under Butch Jones that mm-hmm. sort of we have under, under Brett. Uh, I could see it going either way. I, I mean, I like the way Tennessee's playing ball. Uh, Missouri, they, you look at them and you always see them slogging around in these games, but then they go on the road and beat Texas A&M at College Station, and you know, and they're they're sort of making plays. I, I don't I don't know what to make of Missouri. I mean, I'm still terrified of that game for us, and I hope we've clinched a bowl trip by the time we play them, just because I, I don't want you know they're crazy, they're a wild card, they're mm-hmm. a loose cannon. Yeah, I could see Tennessee beating them though in Knoxville. Um, I know they played better on the road, but Butch Jones' team has gotten better. Um, and I'm just not sold on Missouri. I've been saying that all year, but they keep finding ways to win. So I can see Missouri winning a close game, but I'm really hoping Tennessee pulls it through. See why? What do you say? Gosh, I hate another team. I hate ten- I, my wife. She sums up pretty well. You know, I'll be like, I hate that team. She's like, Kobe, you hate every team that's not the Razorbacks. I'm like, Yeah, you're true. That's true. <laughs> I, you know, I can't sit. I, for some reason, I don't like Butch Jones. That you know, I've seen on like Twitter where they posted like this like article like Butch Jones, the most followed coach in the SEC. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> yeah, you won four, five games last year. You know, and you're you might win six this year. I mean, I'd worry about winning versus being the most followed coach in the SEC. Like they made it like it's such a big deal. Like, wow, you know, and everybody's so proud of it, but. Gosh, I just can't stand Tennessee. But they seem like oh, they turn the court. 
they seem like they've turned the corner, like you said. They've, they've, uh, it's kind of a, it looks kind of like what Arkansas did. They got that first win. They've kind of been rolling. You know, they caught teams at really good times. I thought, you know, Towels went out at Kentucky. And Kentucky, you know, they can kind of been battling some injuries. And I think they caught Kentucky at a really good time. Uh, South Carolina's not that great. They've been struggling. But, so, you know, like y'all were saying, it's a wild card. Missouri plays well on the road. I could see this going any, either way. But I, I see um, Tennessee may pulling this out like a 21-17 win. Oh, the, hey, nobody hates Tennessee more than me. The, the part of the state Logan and I are from during the 90s and the, the 2000s, the early portion when Phil Fulmer was really there and roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I still hate Peyton Manning just because he went to Tennessee. Like, I, to this day, you know, he, so, some of the beatings that he uh, – so – Trust me, I'm with you on the Vol hate, but, um, you know, I don't know which one benefits us more. Probably if they lose and they have a little bit of a hangover, you know. So, I mean, I, I might have to don that, that the big orange this weekend, man. I don't know. Like, I, I might have to download the, the Rocky Top ringtone, and, and, and I don't – like, I might have to just embrace it just fully, you know. Well, so I, uh, We definitely need them to win, though, like most definitely. Um, sure. Missouri needs less to play for when, they, when the Hogs come to town. So for you guys, right. for you guys, who are you more scared of right now? Like if you said right now, I mean, who are you more scared of, Ole Miss or Missouri in these next two games? I think Missouri because they are a wild card. I mean, I feel like I know what I'm getting from <laughs> Ole Miss. I feel like Ole Miss is – don't get me wrong. I, Ole Miss is a better team than Missouri, but I know what I'm getting from Ole Miss. They're going to play good defense. They're going to try to run the ball. They're going to be kind of conservative on offense. They're not going to score a lot of points. Uh, I've seen Missouri look awesome, um, you know, early in the year and, and things like that. And I've seen them look like dog. What's Indiana? <laughs> yeah, 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 Indiana. I can't believe they lost to Indiana. Them. And, and they're going to win the East. Well, maybe they won't win the East, but um, hopefully we got something to say about that or Tennessee. Or I, I, both. Just don't, I just don't know what to expect from Missouri. I could again, while they're the Joker, they are the Joker. Like I. You know, I could see them popping up and beating the mug 27-14. I could see us dump trucking them 32-7. to uh, Ole Miss, I know what's going to happen. They're going to score 17 points. They might win 17-14. They might lose 21-17. I, I don't know what the score is going to be, but I know what Ole Miss is going to do. Missouri could go either way. They could play inspired to win the East. They could they could lay an egg. I, I could go either way. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of Missouri. Personally, I like the matchup in Missouri a little bit better. I've watched a couple of Missouri games. Uh, I watched the Vanderbilt game and the Indiana game. In both of those games, the Vanderbilt game was actually pretty close, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and both those teams uh, had tight ends that were just gashing them. Like, they are very vulnerable against tight ends, which is you got to believe Hunter Henry and Derby are going to be foaming at the mouth for that game, watching some film. So I like the matchup better with them. Um but I like the matchup with Ole Miss, too. There's not going to be a lot of points scored. I mean, a couple touchdowns probably wins that game. So I'm excited. Ole Miss is definitely scarier, though, out of, out of the two. Yeah, I would agree. Um, probably Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is kind of the opposite LSU. Both of them, both the LSU and Ole Miss' uh, weakness on defense. They both still got good running defenses, but uh, both of them, their weakness is the run defense. But Ole Miss on offense, their strength is their passing game. And I don't know how much uh, with Treadwell being out, and we can ask uh, – What's your name when she's on the show? But with with Treadwell out, like how much that affects their passing game, and because Ole Miss is not really that great of a running team, mm-hmm. and with Missouri, like Logan was saying, you know, um, uh, they've been really struggling offensively. And Arkansas, I mean, look out right now, they're the number four uh, uh, team in total defense right now in the SEC. So you know, I like our chances to keep you know them uh, from scoring, and you know, hopefully we can get some points on the board. Yeah, again, all that will bear itself out. It's just uh, it, it's, 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 it's a scary situation, and uh, it's just it's nice to have this sort of pressure late in the season. You know, you're still playing big, go- big ball games, and 
Um, again, if you told me that we'd have five wins going into the last two weeks of the year, um, I'd have taken I'd have taken my chances uh, to see what happens, and uh, we're certainly going to uh, we're we're, we're, cer- we're certainly going to see we're certainly going to see what happens. So um, you know, I'm excited about it. Uh, guys, you have anything else to add? <clears throat> no, I think that's about all we got time for today. Guys, as I referenced earlier, we're working on a special Ole Miss preview. Uh, we'll let you. I mean, we'll definitely be back with an Ole Miss preview. We might have a special guest. We we don't know yet. No, there's so much up in the air. Uh, but we will definitely hear from y'all again. Uh, I'm Chuck, and I'm Logan, and this is a good episode, guys. Good to get a win. Glad we finally got to celebrate a victory. Um, hope we'll be back. We will got the Ole Miss preview, like Chuck said, coming. We'll probably post that on Friday and before the game, and look forward to hearing some feedback on Twitter. And thanks I'm Toby, listening. and uh, thanks yeah, for listening. Cold. That is cold. <laughs> forgot, forgot when I was there. Thanks for listening, guys. Go Hogs.